Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of More Than Sweat. I'm your podcast host, Brooke Bitten, and in today's episode, we're talking about the inside job to overcome strongholds. Everybody's got their something. Maybe you've got a lot of somethings, but what we need to do in order to address that something is fix it in the moment. Be okay in the moment. In this moment, if you are not eating and you feel like you're an emotional eater or an overeater, but you're not eating in this moment, then right now, you're not an emotional eater. You're not an overeater. You don't have a problem in this moment. Let's make this moment the next moment, and then the next moment the same as that moment. And with time, you are not a person who struggles with that stronghold. Maybe you feel like your stronghold is alcohol. I've been there with alcohol. I've been there with food. They are both highly addictive substances. It's not your fault that food is high in sugar, which in itself is addictive. You're going to want more of it. And you're like, oh, but it's bad if it's not from the earth. Honey's not bad for you, but high fructose corn syrup is. The high fructose corn syrup and honey are going to affect your body the same way. Did you hear me? the same way. And there's a bunch of different names for sugar, sucrose, fructose, lactose, galactose, all of these toses that are different names, but they all mean sugar. Kind of like in college, there were a bunch of different SAEs by different names, but they're all bad, bad boys. All sugar is bad for you, except fructose in fruit because it has fiber in it. The fiber that is included with fruit is why that is okay for you. The fiber offsets the naughtiness of the sugar. So eat fruit, but be sure you're keeping the whole fruit intact and not stripping it from its fiber. Otherwise, you might as well be eating candy. But that is what makes food addictive is the sugar of it. And I'm going to link an episode in our show notes of why sugar is so bad for you and why you really need to eliminate it from your diet and why maybe that's why you feel like you've got a stronghold with food. It all goes to the sugar. Alcohol? Well, yeah, sometimes it's the same, same problem by a different name because alcohol does break down into sugar. But maybe you're turning to alcohol to escape, to get away from something, but it comes back and it bites you in the booty. Right now, as we're having this podcast, as we're walking and talking, if you are not drinking alcohol, you are a sober person right now. And the next moment, if you're not drinking alcohol, you are a sober person right then. And in time, you are not a person who struggles with alcohol, who has a stronghold with alcohol. You're a sober person. And it's like a aha thing. I remember in the past when I would try to get sober, one of my stumbling blocks was when I would go to the grocery store and stand on the wine aisle. And I'm looking at all of the different bottles of wine, especially Rombauer and Mirsoleil, the ones that I really, really liked. And I would just get sad. I would get melancholy and sad standing there looking at the bottles that I really, really like. And it never dawned on me then that you don't have to go to the alcohol aisle. Why do you do that to yourself? You're not wanting to drink alcohol, so why would I go and stand in front of the bottles that I like the way they taste? There's no reason to. So in this moment, I'm a sober person. And in the moment I go to the grocery store, I'm a sober person who doesn't go and stand in front of the alcohol aisle. There would be no reason for me to go to the alcohol aisle besides to torture myself. So you don't have to do that. Like, there is no reason why a sober person needs to be on an alcohol aisle. So it's making these choices in the moment that are going to affect that stronghold. In the moment, if I'm steering clear of the wine aisle, then that stronghold loosens its grip. It doesn't have me anymore. It doesn't have me by the throat. And that's amazing feeling. Maybe your problem isn't food or alcohol. Maybe it's exercise. 
you are a person who wants to exercise. You want to prioritize movement, but every time you jump on the bandwagon, you jump right back off of it. It's on again, off again. You're exercising, you're joining a gym, you haven't exercised in two months. You know what I'm saying? In this moment, if you're listening to this podcast and you're walking along as you're listening to the podcast, you are an exerciser. You are a fit person while you are walking. You are a person who chooses movement because you're doing it right now in the moment. Now do it again in the next moment and the next moment and the next day. And with time, you are a fit, active person because of the tiny habit of working on the inside job of doing the thing in the moment that you want to do. The person you want to grow into is who you are in this moment. That's your inside job. What are you doing in this moment to be who you want to be? And if you fall off the bandwagon, you have a bad moment, you have to get past that and go back to all of the moments before where you were doing the good thing. Focus on that. Focus on all that you did that was the person you're wanting to grow into being. Sometimes goals are hard to reach. Sometimes getting past these strongholds take a lifetime of work. That's not saying you can't do it. I bet I tried to quit alcohol a hundred times before it stuck, but it stuck by focusing on the moment. Right here, right now, I don't have a drink. And now a year later, I haven't had a drink. Isn't it an amazing thing when you just focus on the inside job of doing what you need to do right here, right now, and then you grow in with time to the person that, holy smokes, this is exactly who I wanted to be. And you look back at where you've come. You're never looking forward as how far is the path ahead of me. Look back at, wow, all that path I just trekked just by taking one foot, placing it right in front of the other, and then doing it again, and then doing it again, and then doing it again until you're a person who does not have that stronghold anymore. I believe it with my soul that you can accomplish getting over whatever stronghold that you have. I know it's true because if it was true for me, it can be true for you too. But it is still a stronghold for you right now. And you have to grow into the person that can accept that this is your thing. You don't want it to be your thing. You would rather have anything else in the world than this be your thing. I remember when I was in grad school and I struggled so terribly with a binge eating disorder and it was so secretive and I was in such denial and shame over it. I would hide places and eat and I'd just eat so much quantity of food as I was hiding in a dark closet or on my bedroom floor that I would have to throw up. Not that I was sticking my finger down my throat or anything. I'd never struggled with that, but I would just be physically ill and I'd have to spit up and, and I'd be disgusted with myself. And the stronghold just, it really had its grips in, its claws in me. And I would go on jogs where I would think that other people were judging me like, oh, that lady better keep jogging. She's got a lot of jogging to do, that big old fatty. I could go into so much more detail, but I'm just saying if your struggle is with emotional eating, I get you. I hear you. I was you. I had that stronghold. And if somebody would have told me, hey, listen to this Huberman podcast on how sugar is a problem and you need to reduce or eliminate it, I'd be like, this problem is so much bigger than that. In the moment, if you are not eating, you are not a person who has a problem with overeating or emotional eating or food, period, in the moment. That's how we change your stronghold, by getting it right one moment, one breath at a time. With alcohol, if you're like, I am so much further past this than just having a problem at the grocery store standing on the wine aisle every single night, I tell myself I'm not going to do this and I do. I drink, 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 and then I wake up with anxiety in the middle of the night and I tell myself never, ever, ever am I doing this again. And the next day you're doing it again and you feel wigged out of control. 
you don't have to live with this forever. If you don't live like that in this moment, make this moment the next moment. And you don't have to do it alone either. I'm going to get to nine steps at the end of this episode that will address every stronghold. But I hear you and I've been you if you are saying you have a struggle with alcohol. That's your stronghold and you don't want it to be anything else, any other monster. It is your thing and it doesn't have to be your thing forever. And maybe you're the person that, golly, I see people moving and I know how good it is for me. I am educated. I'm aware that my body needs exercise and I just can't do it. If you're walking in this moment, you're doing it. You are doing it. Don't feel like you have to go couch to 5K. Maybe you go couch to taking a walk around the block. Small steps, tiny habits. Get the book Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. It is such a great tool to use on stacking one domino up that will take another domino and stack it up that then affects another domino and stacking it up. I think I've talked about it in the past that getting my dominoes stacked up started with making my bed in the morning. There's science supporting making your bed in the morning that can help inspire other healthy actions. But that stronghold, that dadgum stronghold, we all have them. Maybe you have multiples of them nine things that I want to document here at the end of the episode that you're just going to meditate on as you're walking, as you're not eating, as you're not drinking. First is that stronghold is not your fault. It's not your fault that you have this stronghold. It is your responsibility. It's unfair that this is your thing. This is your thing. This will never stop being your thing until you face it. You cannot do it alone. Only you can do it. I love you. Inside us all is a mother wanting to protect us all. Listen to her saying, I love you. I will never stop reminding you of these things. Those nine points were not mine. They were by Laura McGowan from the book, We Are the Luckiest. I highly recommend it and we'll link it in the show notes. There's also a podcast episode that Laura was a guest on earlier this week and it's just spectacular. So I'll link that as well. I'll also link some other podcasts that are on these same kind of subjects. One that's really great on scarcity brain. It's how we're all wired that if we get a little bit of something, we want to try to get that reward again and we end up just continually trying to chase that dopamine And especially if it's unpredictable, if we're not sure we're going to get a reward or not, we just get farther and further into the stronghold. It's a Michael Easter podcast with Dr. Peter Atiyah. So I'll link that one in the show notes. I'll also link one if you struggle with food specifically on that. And I hope that these other podcast episodes help each moment to be a little bit more solid in your commitment to release the stronghold to where it's just a hold. And with time, you are the person who used to have a stronghold that is broken free. I hope this episode has helped you. I hope it continues to help you just one moment at a time. In episode number five, we're going to just a little light sweat on our brow. Nothing heavy like today's episode was. I feel like today was a profuse sweat. But next episode, light and breezy. I'll see you next Friday. Episode number five, season two, more than sweat. So long, y'all.